This week's episode of the Lo-Fi Top 5 is brought to you by Manscaped. It's bathing suit season, y'all. Sun's out, gun's out. That means you got to be on your self-care game. Enter Manscaped. Listen, the folks at Manscaped were cool enough to send us the Performance Package 4.0. It's got the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer for that body shave. It's got the Weed Whacker for your ear and nose. It's got the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, some toner, a pair of boxers, a travel bag. Listen, whether you need to take care of some manscaping yourself or got someone in your life who does, this is your answer. These trimmers are waterproof. They're going to make you smooth, clean, more aerodynamic for that inevitable belly flop you still do to make your friends laugh. I'm using these products myself and genuinely, I actually love them. Like way less nicks and missed spots. So much easier than messing around with razors, especially in those special bits. Uh, Manscaped is a lo-fi favorite, guys. Get 20% off at Manscaped and free shipping with promo code LOFI at Manscaped.com. That's LOFI at Manscaped.com. Now, on to the episode. Jeremy, are you ready to party, my man? I am ready to blow the lid off this episode. Let's get there. I am pumped for this episode. Uh, you've got a big party coming up in your life, which is very exciting. Uh, celebration. Right. And so we decided that it's summertime. A lot of people are starting to get off school. Colleges are just getting out, which I saw in IRL. Uh, a bunch of people in Charleston. I was like, wow, I'm old. There's so many young people here. And I'm like, oh, boy, we have officially crossed that. I am now more concerned for the crowd than I am a part of them. It was crazy. <laughs> are you people watching what you're doing? There's a step there. Everybody, mind your step. Be careful. Someone's going to get hurt with all this nonsense. I wanted to hand out waters so bad and just be like, you should hydrate. Some of you guys need to hydrate, I think. But that also brought us to this very exciting episode, which is parties and movies. And I I, I actually thought this list originally was like, eh, I don't know, maybe it'll be easy, maybe it won't. And then within two minutes of sitting down, I was like, I have 27 films that I have to like start excluding from. So this was super easy for me. What about you? It was easy to get lists of parties and make lists of parties. I tried to pick a couple that were a little kind of funky interpretations of a party, just is as is my as is my oeuvre. Sure. Oeuvre. <laughs> oeuvre. It's a good word. Um, just to do some fun stuff. Uh, but then I went back and list my list. It's a little, it may be a little sort of norm core, but I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm happy to talk about these things today. Yeah, I think the, what, what's funny is I also took like a, a pass at the what's, uh, how do I interpret party differently? But then once I have my list of all these movies that had party either scenes or were about parties or whatever, I'm like, no, these are good movies that I want to talk about that even if they're norm core for the category, I'm not going to talk about most of these ever again like ever again. So I was like, no, nah, I'm going to go pretty literal on this one. And here we are. Oh, I, I'm on the other end. I think I'm five for five on repeats for my top five. I think I actually, but I, I don't think I've ever focused on this aspect of the movies. So I can tell I'm, you definitively, I'm, I'm I've that. never talked about one of these movies in my top five. I actually have six in my top five, which is pretty standard for JT at this point. Yeah, um, yeah. And I've, I don't think I've, I've brought one of them up. Maybe, but never, never in the top five for sure. Wow. So do you know who goes first this week? Me. 
Mm, not according to the notes. Okay, then you. I, I, I wasn't super confident in my guess this week. I got to be honest. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. So, I'm, I'm having fun with this. I'm just going to say I'm going to abuse the Shawshank for a moment. Please. All right. So, our Shawshank entry is the one that defines the category. Go listen to our first episode to find out why. And what I picked... I'm doing the five-word game, and I've gotten with a deviation to this time. I went a little more creative. This is the five words to describe either the party or why I want to go to the party. Oh, okay. Like it. And and we do have the rule, like, I can repeat the same word of the five words. Like, like it's five distinct words. I may repeat one should I desire. Correct, JT? Are you repeating just one, or are you repeating the same word over and over again? There will be one. No, no, no. There will be... Five words, one of which repeated one time. That's fine. Okay. So the five words for this movie is to hear the acoustic nub nub. Oh, no. To hear the acoustic nub nub. This is, I can like, I immediately know this is a thing. Wayne's World, no. No. Acoustic. Nub nub. Yeah. Why is it not clicking? It's not clicking. So that's the original song that they replaced in the special editions from Return of the Jedi at the big bonfire. Yep. And I'm going to say, if you've ended the reign of the Empire for 20, 40 years, however long it was going, the entire galaxy is partying off the hook. This play, I mean, the Ewoks, we get a glimmer of it. But Coruscant is just like a massive, massive glow stick affair. There's like crazy fireworks celebrations, the likes of which we can't conceive. Endor's off the hook. Yavin five, four, five. I don't know. I'm ready. Tatooine. There's like <laughs> sand in the air. Stuff's happening on uh, Mos Eisley Canteen. There's free drinks on the house. Love this. I love this. So I can't imagine a better party than this one. All right. Uh, accepted. Shawshank accepted. I love that. Uh, I do also have one, and uh, because I haven't done it a ton recently, I am sticking to my trying to give you the title of the film. So this one is Culturally Right College. Oh, this would be PCU. Oh, yeah. So So I have this in my top five. So then you know what? Since it's your turn anyway, I don't want to tell you how to move, but why don't you start with PCU? I'm happy to uh, up up it into the thing and pick another one. Well, it's up to you. The reason I did it is this is one of the few movies that culturally crosses us perfectly. And so when I, when you said you were going to repeat words, I thought you were going to say chips, 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 uh, chips. <laughs> but no, my five words for this was for the amazing bird show. The bird show, the bird show. So I picked a particular scene in every movie. That was kind of like my like, okay, what part yeah. of the party? And for me, it's George Clinton and the Parliament Funkadelic showing up is clearly one of the coolest things that could ever happen in a college ever. And so yes. for me, if you're going to like ultimate party move and story you want to be able to tell people is that time that you went to the pit and everyone got late. It's absolutely tear the roof off the sucker. Yeah. Like that, that whole, all of that. For sure. That's I agree, by the way. It was one scene per movie. Yep. Uh, so 
I'm happy to to not to to just leave it up there and and keep going because it's just more fun stuff to talk about. Yeah, listen, it's just the dog in me, baby. Nice. Roof. Roof. Then I will just go to my next one on the list. So five words for this one are smashing guitars while wearing togas. Animal House. Correct. Okay. The sort of the flip of the PCU party. Yep. And in particular, I'm taking angles with things here today. Uh, Although this is not the only one like this. Although maybe the other one doesn't really deserve to be here. I don't know. But to me, the idea of seeing like, like being at some like truly hijinks ridden, crazy frat house party in the late seventies. Although actually I guess the movie takes place in the fifties. So like that to me seems like a wild time. Like, uh, you know, I almost picked the food fight sequence, but it wasn't really so good, a party though. celebration. It would have been fun. Yeah. But I think their toga party looked like a lot of fun and people were having good times. And, you know, it was like lewd, but also more innocent at those times as well. Sure. And I just think it would have been a blast to, to hang with, you know, hang with Niedermeyer. No, not Niedermeyer. Just not Niedermeyer. Not Niedermeyer. <laughs> Yeah, so this movie's in my Fast Five just because I I like it a lot. And there are definitely scenes I can quote, but also it's like it's not a huge thing for me. Um, however, yeah, I mean, listen, just to party with Belushi alone in any context, I think probably would be wild. <laughs> yeah, I'll take him either as his character or as him. Yeah, both, both. both are good. Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy. I'm very happy with both. All right, good right. pick. Okay, my first one. Oh, I don't think you're going to like this one. That makes me happy. All right, so grid, a grid chambered again. A grid chambered? Yep. Again. again. Uh-huh. Repeat twice over... Uh, a grid. So it's a grid. Boxes, squares, lines, shapes. A grid. A block. Uh, 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 a grid. What was the second word? What? what? Chambered again. Relo- oh, oh. Wait a sec. Because this is on my list too. Is this what I have as the best underground rave in history? It is. This is Matrix Reloaded. So I'm actually kind of surprised that you have this on your list. Uh, just be, So this is the Zion cave scene, like which is right. just one of the gnarliest scenes that it's one of the only things I wrote a note for because I wanted to actually like make sure I didn't like miss this. So first of all, Fluke is the, the artist who did that song and that song is an absolute banger. Like still to this day, that song slaps so hard. It's so good. And the scene itself is it's like a war cry. It's like a pre-battle celebration. But also, late 90s, early 2000s rave scene is such a vibe and it was such a specific thing. And I actually would argue that that is the single best visual expression of the intensity and energy that you feel when you're in one of those kind of atmospheres, potentially of all time in cinema. Because it is visceral and sweaty and slow, but fast. Like, it's actually, I think, a really dope representation of that whole world that was a big deal for a long time and then just, like, turned into EDM and was a different thing. 
Yeah, I look at it, you know, I, I was aware of said scene, you know, but for me, I look at it like if you live, if you're in the Matrix or if you're in Zion and there's one of these parties once a month or once a night for all I can tell, like you're already living underground, trying not to get killed by by the best robots the world's ever created that are designed to track you down and kill you. And, and again, once a generation just come and do exactly that. Hell yeah, I'm taking off the shirt and getting some sweaty rave going. Oh, yeah. Plus, I realized by watching it, you know, that I would have been the only guy there with any form of body hair. So <laughs> that's that's going to get me a little bit of extra attention, I think. Well, I, one of the things I did realize, because I watched the scene, this is the fir- one of the first things that jumped to mind when we said we were going to do this. And I watched it Same. like three or four times. And I was really impressed, not not surprisingly, but like the, the details of as they're panning the crowd, some having the little junction jump things in their skin and some not, you've got some naturals and some whatever, like even the attention to detail to be bothered to do that on these extras is such a Wachowski siblings thing to do. Um, Yeah. It's just dope, man. Like the movie's not great as we've talked about, but that scene, that, that like hard three or four minutes. Also, interestingly, lovemaking scenes are always kind of like iffy and they can be really well done and tastefully done or not. And this sort of duality of dance and sex was actually really kind of thoughtful and cool and then served a purpose in the storyline because of the whole nightmare thing. It was actually dope. It was really well done. It was really well done. Yeah. I I just wish that the movie itself weren't so bad. So Uh, bad. And and funny enough, by the way, it's one of these, like, I actually think the scene, this is where we might disagree. I think the scene doesn't really work in this movie only because of the way the movie is structured and scripted. I think that that it, it comes across in a very there's no build to it. It just sort of smacks you in the face with like sweaty people. And I think they probably like one of my issues with the whole Matrix franchise is that this Zion gets too much and not enough screen time lip service at the same time. Like yep. it's cool when it was mentioned as this place and you never see it. It's perfection. Or if you're gonna show it to me then you got to sort of give me some real time here. Give me a lay of the land and like, why are they, I I don't need an excuse for why you might party again. If you're living underground, watching out for hunter killers, that's what you're doing. You're partying a lot. You know, there's not a lot of long walks to go on. So I just feel like it's anyhow, I don't really want to talk about the matrix reloaded any more than I actually need to, but whenever we come back to car chases and best use of twins in the movie, We'll, uh, we'll, we'll return to The Matrix Reloaded. It's the only shot that it's got. All right, so that means we're sharing that one, so it comes back to me again? Yeah, yeah. Although I had it technically in Pong, so... Oh, no, it's your turn, then. That is your turn. All right. But I did decide to make a pivot, so here's the one I just inserted. The five words I'll give you are... So that's what raves are. So that's what raves are. Can I get a year on that? Because this is going to be a little bit tougher. Oh, I didn't check the year. I'm going to go with, I'm going to guess 98. Okay, so not half. Give me a half second to do the Googling. I can go look it up. No, that's okay. The, the, the time frame is enough. So that's what raves are in the late 90s. Hackers was early 90s. They had that one party scene. It's not that. Um, you're not going to talk about swordfish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no swordfish. I don't know. This is Go. Oh, with Claire Danes. 
With no. Claire, it was no, Sarah Polly. Sarah Polly. Yeah. Okay. What was the, I'm thinking yeah, yeah. of the, um, the 20, yeah, whatever. There's so, all those movies. Mod, thinking, I was in a mod squad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, go is the one it's, it's sort of like three stories tied together. She's the checkout cashier. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I remember this. I remember that movie. And I remember when this movie came out, this is, this is to your point. It's kind of why I put, put it in next when you were talking about that, like nineties rave scene. You know, by this time, I'm in my mid-20s, and I'm not going to be a guy who shows up at underground warehouse glow stick, you know, Molly raves. That's just not, that was never my thing. Maybe I should have. Maybe we'd be on a different path. we get uh get dirty Jeremy here instead. You know, who knows what would have <laughs> happened. Sliding doors, as they'd say, had I gone to such a rave. But I never did. And when this movie came out, and it really, I think, captured that, that side of society in a way that I had never really gotten exposure to. And, you know, it was like, I would have played a day. I would have liked to play a day in their world, you know, just, just go, go have a crazy time. Uh, I really like this movie. I kind of want to watch it again soon and see if I should like it or not. Cause I haven't seen it since about then, Fair. but I remember liking it a lot. It's Doug Lyman who did uh, everything from swingers to edge of tomorrow. Cast is great. You got, you know, baby Scott Wolf back when he was a thing. Love Scott Wolf. So, anyhow, go. So, this one's not on my list anywhere. And I will tell you, um, I think the reason it's not is because I remember seeing this movie pretty close to when it came out. And have having spent some time in some of those places, uh, a fair amount in some of those places, actually, I remember thinking that it was annoying and derivative. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, and now for something completely different. Rooster impeders. Chicken blocks? Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Is that a movie title? You're you're halfway home. You're real close. That's I, but if I said it the way you want me to say it, that's an actual movie. Yeah, say it. There's a movie called Cockblockers. Yes. And this was a like a straight to DVD or something? Are you kidding me? You've never even heard of this movie? I'm Googling. Hang this on. is John Cena, Leslie Mann, Ike Barinholtz, Catherine Newton. You've really never heard of this? No idea what you're talking about. Oh. I thought you were, I thought you were punking me. No, dude. Okay, wait. Okay, so here's the premise of the movie. The premise of the movie is there's these three girls who are best friends in high school and then their parents have to, it's like all about their senior prom thing. And so it's John Cena in his silliest, right? When he does the comedy thing and it's, there's a lot of movies that are like this. I think this one's actually relative, like when I was looking it up, I think it was like, I think it Rotten Tomatoes, like 80 something. Like I think it's relatively highly respected. <laughs> I'm seeing it now. It's it's got a 69 Metacritic, which is who knows, but who cares? but in the modern Metacritic, that's not bad for a comedy. That's good. The, for the record, the official title is just Blockers. Oh, um, fair enough. Yeah, that's okay. The cast is pretty insane. You're right about that. Uh, but I promise you, I have truly never heard of this movie ever. Okay, so I'm not I'm not going to tell the tell you the scene because this is actually so. There was a uh, basically a, a smorgasbord of movies that were like this, right? Which is like 
old people and then kids party. There's so many versions of this thing. And I chose blockers because I actually think this is one of the more successful versions of it being done. Like I really do. Like there is two scenes in particular of these adults trying to navigate childhood parties that is just downright hysterical. Like it's downright hysterical. Leslie Mann is hysterical in everything she does. And John Cena is a really good actor. Like he's a much better actor now. He didn't used to be, but like he does some things really well. And I actually think his comedic timing is really, really great. And in this role where he's playing overprotective father who doesn't know what to do with himself, nails it. Like that's right in his wheelhouse. And I actually highly recommend, I highly recommend this as like a, I'm, I'm in the mood to zone out like a date night movie, silly, goofy thing. It's totally an hour 20, whatever worth it. It's totally worth it. I'm, I'm down for that. I think uh, I have some issues with the John Cena is actually a really good actor statement. I think I'm, I, I might modify that to is not the terrible actor you think he is, but I don't know if you're going to go with really good. No, he's not really good. I, I'm, I, what I meant to say <laughs> is if you remember where he started with the Marine and now watch to where he's right. become, he's become an actual actor. Yeah, he's, he's, he's on the Vin Diesel track. Yeah, I think I'd probably put him a little above Vin Diesel because he has more range. Like he Ooh. actually can do funny. He does funny really well. Like even the, I can't think of the name. The suit. What's the what's the uh, DC thing he's doing? Peacemaker. Peacemaker. I actually think there are moments in Peacemaker where I'm like, oh no, man, he's like kind of crushing this. Both from like the big scary action hero guy and also from the totally belligerent like hysterical comedy guy. I think he's got chops. Oh, I, I I see him as a as a guy I would like to see him in movies that I want to see, as opposed to so far, I feel like he keeps getting himself cast in movies I just don't want to see. Like he's doing the opposite of the Channing Tatum style, where Channing finds the good roles and Cena's finding the Suicide Squad reboot for the third time roles. Well, it's because every good movie that you'd want to see him in, they cast the rock. Right. <laughs> like yeah. He's just like discount rock. Like he's a discount rock. That's what he is. He is discount rock. That's true. That's true. Okay. Uh, so after blockers, uh, where do I go from there? I have, I have one that the words there were no word combination I could come up with that you would ever get because I'm pretty sure you have not seen this movie still. Okay. But uh, the five words I'll give you are to see bubbles and elephant. Elephant. Yes. A single elephant. Correct. Interesting. But again, I'm almost positive you have never seen this movie. Yeah, I don't think I have. I just like that you were specific so that the people who are playing along and have seen this movie heard the single elephant and went, oh, I know exactly what this is. So go ahead, audience. Tell us what it is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost a cheat code, but the title of the movie, and I brought it up before, is The Party. Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers. Late, se- late 60s. Yep. Yep. That one. Uh, I think I told you this. If I haven't brought it up on the cast before, if I did, just stop me right now. But I showed it to the kids probably about two months ago. And they laughed for the last half of the movie straight. No because, kidding. Yeah. It's, first of all, it's funny. It's it's. I, I believe you will like it. I actually think you could show Lennon because the humor is very physical comedy. But it's late 60s, so it's slapsticky. But it's also Blake Edwards and Peter Sellers, so it's intelligent slapsticky. Sure. And... There's a lot of bubbles in an elephant. I, I would surmise <laughs> she'll get some of the jokes as they go, as did mine. 
And the last half of it, she'll just find funny to watch as Peter Sellers is a bumbling fool in the cutest way ever. And this is squarely at the top of the list of the nice movies in life. Okay. Yeah. He, he had a, he had an ability to do that in a way that I, I don't know many others ever have. So that tracks. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that's why they cast, uh, uh Steve Martin, Steve in Martin the, and pink Panther. Panther. Yep. yep. He's Steve Martin is the perfect Peter Sellers follow up. Yeah. Uh, actor. Yeah. The, I will say this is a tangent, but whatever the, I haven't really ever seen the entirety of the Pink Panther movies that Steve Martin did. However, the I would like to buy a hamburger scene is five of the funniest minutes of Steve Martin, I think, on the planet. And that's saying a lot because Steve Martin's hysterical. Crushes it. Crushes it. All right. You're up. Okay. I'm going to go with one that is uh, goofy, but whatever. Uh, Workplace holiday soiree. Office Christmas party? Yes. Is that a movie also? This is a movie you probably haven't heard of. So this is Je- this is Jennifer Aniston, Jason Bateman, TJ Miller, Olivia Munn, Kate McKinnon. Uh, it's one of those movies where they just rolled all these people out and did this kind of stupid thing. So the reason I picked this, the movie itself is fine. Like it's a goofy, stupid comedy with a bunch of like random stuff, 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 whatever. The reason I picked it, though, is because it's one that's like going to get a little industry specific, maybe for me and you, although I think this transcends all industries, although I've only existed in ours professionally. But like office Christmas parties are such an absolute nightmare. Like just the idea, like there's always like somebody who gets way too loose and like just goes too hard. And then there's people who are taking it too seriously. And then there's like the fun crew that does the party after the party. All of those fun little things, even though the movie itself is kind of goofy and like the tr- they try to make it about like, you know, growth and all this other nonsense they shouldn't have done. But the way that they actually portray, there's like a 10 minute scene in this where it's just a Christmas, a holiday Christmas party off the rails, which I have been lucky enough to be around and not a part of that once or twice in my career. And it's hysterical. And like the, the version of this is hysterical. I think I saw the preview for this. I think they did a good job in the previews. Is there a scene where someone jumps like maybe off a second floor, maybe yep. trying to stage dive or something and just yep. face plants instead? Yeah. So so basically, yeah, you can basically, you could write this whole movie today by yourself and you'd know exactly how it all goes down. It's totally not interesting. That said, I have such a crush on both Olivia Munn and Jason Bateman that anything they do, I'm probably going to give it uh, give it the time of day. And when you put them both in a comedy, I can't I can't not watch it. I've actually seen this movie twice, and both times I was like, "Yeah, I'm not sad. I watched it. It's great. It's it's stupid, but it's fun." This is one of those I saw the previews. It looked hysterical, and then I think it just sort of disappeared. I never got around to it, and it just doesn't look great in the list of things to watch on a random Netflix Sunday. It's not. It's not. The, the only reason it's in my top five is because. In looking through all the movies, most of them have – they're kind of playing on two of – one of three tropes is how you get to a party. Right. Right? It's right, either right. A, a movie about like a huge, stupid, big party or it's old people and young people having to party together or it's this like crazy, nutsy, whatever weirdo party. Like it's one of those three things. This one, 
managed to do all three of those things and wrapped it in a holiday party, which anyone who's ever been to one knows is a nightmare, but also hysterical. I was like, no, this was actually a unique take on partying and I'm never going to talk about this movie ever again. And so she got boosted right up into the top five. Nice. I'm going to go to my last pick will be a movie that I had brought up before, but not for this reason. And I got myself more in the celebration vibe for this than the party vibe. So four person remote Island celebration. Four person remote Island celebration. Where, why would there only be four people on an Island? Hmm. Nothing's immediately coming to mind. Je ne sais. What about I gone looking, feeling good, boat? Island? Oh, trading places. There you go. Yeah. Just watching that. I just picture like, I think about like, if that was like me and you and our wives. Yeah. And, you know, someone's bringing us Mai Tais or daiquiris. Looking good, JT. Feeling good, Jeremy. Oh, God, that's good. That's a, it's a sneaky pick, but it's a really, really good pick. I, God, that movie's so good. And yeah, there's this. I almost Shawshank this as like the ultimate, like the true ultimate is sit on the beach with nothing to care about. Nothing to care about. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. So I, I think I've only done three. How have you done five already? I don't know. My list is at six also now because of some shenanigans. Okay. You've done, you've done like seven. No, I did Matrix. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just I did, kidding. I'm just I did kidding. Blockers and Christmas Party. I only did three. <laughs> And then, oh, because I sort of shared the Matrix-y one because I oh, okay. had that in Pong technically. Right, okay. right, right. All right, well, whatever. My next one, uh, this one is on the nose and I don't want to talk about it a ton. It's also a very, very difficult title to give you. Um, a plan, a letter. I was. Is there any chance it's easy, A? Eh? No, but that's actually well, he is a really good guess given what I told you. But no. So the plan, the letter, a plan, a letter, like semicolon, a, a plan, plan, a letter. Yeah. A plan. Operation. Close. Projects. Projects. Project X. Yeah, Project X. Is that the one with Matthew Broderick and the monkey? No, no, it's Dunstan checks in. No, I'm kidding. It's not that either. No, so this is another movie that I'm almost positive you haven't seen. Miles Teller is the only name that you would even maybe know. Thomas Mann, potentially. So Project X. I never, the, o- the only Miles Teller movie I've seen, because I won't include the Fantastic Four. Is Whiplash. Mess, is Whiplash. So the truth is my exposure to Miles Teller is in one of my favorite movies of all time. But I haven't seen anything else he's done. So Project X came out in 2012 and it's a movie about high school kids that throw a party at their parents' house when their parents are gone. And it is loosely based on a true story where it got like, not like out of hand, like, oh my God, Barney's in the swimming pool with no, no pants on. It got out of hand. Like there was, there was a car in a pool and fires were set and it was basically a riot. So this, the movie itself is, Interesting-ish. Again, not many tropes. This one is the these people don't belong at this party trope. And the obvious choice for my generation for that is super bad, which I I have, I'm just going to say now, I have in my Fast Five because it was kind of like a, yeah, no kidding, super bad. 
The reason I picked Project X to actually put my top five, though, is because the 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 scale with which they made this movie and party get out of hand is actually pretty impressive. Like they destroyed a neighborhood. And I have seen I have seen versions of this. I went to SUNY Albany, which unfortunately was like, well, or fortunately, I guess was known as one of the best party schools in the country for like a solid 15 years running, specifically St. Patrick's Day, where like we would we as a as an area would make the national news for basically just like starting riots and flipping cars (laughs) for no reason. Um, And you were the the Florida of of, of those parties. Yes. Basically, SUNY Albany man was a person Like, like SUNY Albany man became a person. But what I do like about Project X actually as a movie is it does show it's kind of an interesting look into that adolescent mindset of like what happened if we really went Lord of the Flies in 2012 where we have all this new technology and you just have the opportunity to like be a completely different kind of dangerous. And it like actually explores it pretty well. Um, And there is like some, you know, cute friendship, you know, boys coming of age stories that they sort of kind of weave through it. But the scale of the party is just massive. The last like fifth, there's like a 15 minute scene where the cops show up and that whole thing, if, if it, Maybe it's for me because I was a derelict and not a great kid for a while, but it reminds me of like, you know, the cops coming into the woods and everybody like, you know, you just yell scatter and you have to run. Like it reminded, <laughs> it reminded me of that time in my life. So maybe it's a nostalgic pick, but it's also, uh, it's a pretty hysterical 15 minute scene. Cause it's, it's bonkers. It's like bonkers. So I remember seeing the, I looked this up on IMDb while you're chatting and I remember seeing the preview for it. So it did come back to memory and I'm going to just tell you, I want, to, I want you to know why I know this is not a great movie. I'm going to read to you the cast, just like eight members of the cast and the t- names of their characters. And you can tell me when you see where, where the theme I'm going with, because this is a trope that I've seen before, and it's almost always on point. Starring Thomas Mann as Thomas. Jonathan Daniel Brown as JB. Dax Flame as Dax. Yep. Kirby Bliss Blanton as Kirby. Nick, uh, this one says Tyler, okay. Alexis Knapp as Alexis. Miles Teller as Miles. Rob Evers as Rob. Rick Shapiro as T-Rick. And Peter McKenzie as Dad. Yep. Yeah, listen, that's exactly the movie. That's right. All the things that just came to your mind when Jeremy read those things, that's exactly what this movie is. And it belongs on no list other than this one. It's basically like, hey, actors, we're not even going to bother. Just You're just you, okay? Cool. Let's move on. Yeah. Well, and if you watch the movie, the thing that's so it's also shot in a quasi documentary style. It isn't. There's an interesting thing they did here, which is like there's a camera crew that records it that probably plays into what the directors thought they were doing from an artistic vision of why they were going to give the kids their same names. But anyway, don't see it. But the the party scenes, the the end party scenes, pretty interesting. Very nice. So I do. Or so. Okay, I'm looking at my list again here. You have one. I think we shared. We shared PCU, or we sort of elevated PCU, so I do have one more. Yep. And now I'm just debating which one I actually want. I think I want to just change it around a little bit. So, because I felt like I already hit this genre. Going back into another good celebration. Ugh, this movie. Yeah, why not? It's just, it's just, it's just time for it again. Best Italian wedding cake ever. Best Italian... The Godfather? Yep. Yeah, the opening okay. scene. Yeah, okay. At her wedding, that's got to be one bonkers wedding. Yeah, I mean, sure. Like it's got to be amazing food, 
going to last for hours. If I'm a wedding crasher, I'm crashing that wedding. Uh, yeah, I, yep, just, yep. Yep, Corleone, family wedding. Adrian? Yeah, sold. I'll, yeah. I'll take it. All right. All right, my last one. This this is going to be a really hard clue for you, but we'll see. Master P's son, Lewis, actress. Master P, the rapper. Yep, his son. Who I apparently should know by name. It's it's a tough name, so it's one of the only ones I could pull. Okay, what was the second part? Lewis, actress. Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. Hey, he got there. Yeah, you don't remember little Romeo? <laughs> oh, is he Masterpiece Son? He is, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's add him to the list of people who I know by name and have no idea anything about what they do, but Perfect. go on. So the 96 version of Romeo and Juliet, this is the only movie I think I've like kind of talked about before. I happen to adore this movie. I adore this movie. Dude, this cast is bonkers, right? That said, there's the Capulet party, which is there, there's two things I want to talk about. It. So first of all, uh, Harold Pinero is the uh, plays Mercado, and he does full drag, and it's one of the first times that you saw like a a black man in drag and like crush it. By the way, like it's the whole scene singing one night, like it's so so fun. Uh, it also was true to the altered state of being that is actually in Shakespeare's play. And they, they do a lot of that. I actually think the father, uh, the Capulet, like the, the father scene might've inspired. It had to have inspired Moulin Rouge when they do the can, can, can scene because they, they shoot it the exact same way. Uh, it's also just like disorienting and it's crazy. And then there's this lovely, like, end part where he puts his face in the water and comes back up and then the party changes and then there's that really beautiful scene with him and Claire Danes through the fish tank like it's just it is a very it first of all it is the romantic like this is it like this is every movie you've ever seen is based on this play and the way that they spun it into a modern day and did it with all this really cool stuff and then I don't know I just this whole that whole like seven minute sequence I just think is like it's riveting. Still to this day, I think it's riveting. I've actually never seen this movie. Stop it. Why yeah. is that true? I don't know. Just sort of slip by and then slip by again and slip by again and just sort of let it be. Uh-huh. So I never do this. I never ask you to watch a movie. I'm like, oh, you should yeah. probably see that someday. Or yeah, I see why you don't want to. Please watch this. Okay. This is the 96 with yeah. uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Fett, um, Claire Danes, John Leguizamo, baby Paul Rudd, Harold Pinero, Jesse Bradford, Dash Miok. It's like, it's a cracked cast, man. It's dope. Oh, it's that one. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Because they make this every like 10 years and they usually suck. Right. This they one doesn't keep suck. making them. It's yeah. great. Sometimes they put music to it. Well, the thing that's cool is they like, they made that, this movie in 96 was like a, a dystopian future. So they did all this weird futuristic stuff. I don't know, man. It's a really interesting take. It's got like a Baz Luhrmann feel. Like it's a really interesting take. All right. All right. I'll peep it. Okay. So we're into Pong. Let's go. So I've got four because I did the Matrix. I uh, Yeah, okay. That's fine. Okay. 
So first one we'll go with is the canine outdoes the lizard. This is canine. a very weird clue. Canine outdoes the lizard. Yeah, I don't know. The wolf outdoes the gecko. Is this still a clue or is that the name of the movie? That's sort of me getting the clue closer to see if it's really too obscure. The wolf, or Pulp Fiction? No, so the gecko was uh, Gordon Gecko, and this movie, though, is The Wolf of Wall Street. Wall Street, yeah, okay. It was which, too, yeah. Which scene? The crazy party in the office. Uh, okay, for some reason, I, I was like, you mean the Quaalude scene? Because that's one of the funniest scenes that's been filmed in the past, like, 10 years. <laughs> that is one of the funniest scenes, but I don't, yeah, I don't want to wreck my Lambo and crawl. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> Into the front door. It's so good. That whole scene is so good. And then when they do the retro on it, oh, it's great. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, my next one is close to noticeable. Close to noticeable. Uh, is this watching Golden God dive? Yeah, it is. Almost famous. Yeah, almost famous. Nice. Yeah, I had that too. That was originally my top five, and I felt it was a little too close to the Animal House one. I was like, yeah, let's just jump it down a little. I easily could have put that in my top five, but I feel like I talk about Almost Famous every third podcast, so I just didn't want to do a top five. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Military contractors rocking Black Sabbath. Uh, I always get this with stripes. Iron Man. Oh, military contractors. Well done. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. Dope. Thanks, buddy. That's smart. That's, that's smart. Uh, let's see. Evening prior. The night before? The night before. You haven't seen this movie either. It's Seth Rogen and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, and I always forget Michael Shannon. There's a, the, the final, the whole thing leads to this final party that's like just bonkers. Like it's a bonkers final party. Is it a good movie? I uh, I should feel like I feel like that's those three. You're good for three on actors I like. It was cute. It's like a cute buddy comedy where they like you know their one friend is sad and they have to do this thing and there's a girl thing involved. You, it's all the things, but yeah, it's cute. It's a cute movie. Okay, my next one because sometimes parades allow randos. Oh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Yeah, Which cool. we talked about recently, but that that was back. I was like that that looked like a really really good festival. Yeah, I just want to be choreographed like that so badly. Um, let's do ancient learning institution. Oh, I have this in Pong. Old school. Yeah, old school. Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. That's it. This whole story. Frank the Tank. Yeah. So I have this in my past five. So there we'll go with old school. I have uh, American Pie. Good. Good college house party. I have the polka celebration at Gobbler's Knob in Groundhog Day. Okay. It's fun. Having been to an early morning party thing before, I, I took the kids to the Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta, which you raise, basically you're there at like 530 in the morning. There's something about like lots of people. It's a little chilly. There's a lot of music and fun things going on. That's just really riveting. So yeah, that's fair. Polka scene. You can rip through the rest of yours. Oh, sorry. All right. Last two are, I also had super bad. And then there's this party in the movie Real Genius, which I know you haven't seen, where like there's just so many hijinks and shenanigans going on. Like 
like the 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 creative punking is at another level and just look like a fun time. Perfect. Okay. So I I had uh, one more in Pong was can't hardly wait, which was incapable of being mostly of mostly patient. But you haven't seen that movie. <laughs> uh, Sixteen Candles, I thought was a decent yep. one. Beer Fest was a decent one. I mentioned Super Bad. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, wedding Crashers, the, the specifically the wedding sequence when they're at all the different weddings, I thought was like would have been a, a ton of fun. It's definitely the best wedding party montage. Oh, that that for sure. Uh, and then also Sisters, which is the um, oh, it's Tina Fey and Polar. John Cena is in that movie too. So is John Leguizamo. They're two older sisters, and they throw a party in their parents' house that they're like the childhood home they grew up in that they were selling. But they throw it with all of their high school friends. So it's just a bunch of old people partying. It's like <laughs> it's funny. There's it's not a good movie. It's a pretty bad movie. But it's one of those like bad SNL type movies where there are six great scenes and then a bunch of filler and they should have just made it like sketches. It's one of those deals. All right. All right. Yeah. I've not heard you. You've, you've trounced the new movies for Jeremy list by a long shot this week. A lot of two thousands. Almost everything I had was two thousands. I had like two eighties, two nineties and everything else with two thousand three 2003 and up. Uh, so this party is coming to a close, uh, but we love you guys, and it was fun. Uh, again, always hit us up on Twitter. Please like and follow. And by the way, for those of you who have been there from the start, you might look at your calendar for today and know that today is literally the two-year anniversary since our very first episode. Two years. Today. Look at us go, Jer. That's assuming you publish this on Saturday, JT. So try to yeah, that up. I will now. Yeah. <laughs> 